When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm Lucy Kippis, the editor of Flying Solo and co-host of this podcast with Robert Gerrish. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you all about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a massive tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos and a copy of the Flying Solo book, all for just $99. Head to our website to find out more. Sue Parker is the founder of Dare Group Australia, a personal branding, LinkedIn marketing communications agency and our guest for today's podcast. Sue works with professional businesses and career executives to help them stand out and be seen as go-to authority and trusted industry expert. She also has a terrific sense of humour and is a regular contributor to our Flying Solo editorial schedule. Welcome to the podcast, Sue. Well, thank you, Lucy, and thank you for sharing I have a sense of humour. I do try. (laughs) You definitely do. And (laughs) today's topic of discussion is somewhat more serious than our normal conversations and it's based on a terrific article that you wrote for Smart Company called The Power of the Apology. I don't want to give away too much of the detail of the article at this point because that's what we're going to be discussing, but my first question has to be, what made you write it? Great question, really good question. I actually wrote um, a part of it in 2016 after I had listened and was totally moved by Premier Daniel Andrews' address in Parliament to the LGBTI community of um, responsibility of how they were treated. So I wrote a bit of a reiteration of that. And then in the last six weeks, it really was on my heart to bring this out again. The for many reasons, and it really deserved to have a lot more oxygen. And it was for personal and professional reasons that I had, uh, quite frankly, enough of the nonsense um, around the lack of apologies that were due in business and those that were given weren't genuine, but also, too, the horrific situation of what we saw with Alan Jones and the Prime Minister of New Zealand and just the entire media rhetoric of people doing and behaving badly and not giving an apology that was A, genuine, or B, even given in the first place. So there was a lot of reasons, and I think it was a subject that I've seen over the ensuing three or four weeks since it's been out, has ricocheted globally uh, with many shares and it's really touched and I think it was a subject that was really needed to be pulled out. I definitely agree with you. And I suppose to start off to draw it into the the small business context because obviously that's what our our podcast is about, apologising in the business context 
is it, mm-hmm. at, do you think, any different to the way that you'd apologise in the personal context? No, it's not. Great. Yeah, absolutely not. The elements of how you apologise and the motivation which drives that, which has to be crucial, is exactly the same. You know, the impact obviously on a business has many commercial, financial trust impacts which will impact your business. Obviously, how the reason you apologise in a personal situation impacts your personal relationships and may not have a commercial or financial implication. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the elements of doing it are the same and I think it's, it, it, yeah, the elements, motivation and intention are identical, just the, the you know, the, the purpose and the, the benefit of doing it um, is certainly crucial for, for businesses when yeah, they've done so the wrong relation- thing. Yes, of course. Um, and so building essentially, trust, I suppose in a, yeah, relationship management, and of which, of course, we understand that trust is absolutely essential to any relationship or good relationship, well, functioning relationship, hopefully. Absolutely, hmm. and you know, uh, the, 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 we all make mistakes. We all do the wrong thing. We're not we're not robots in a um, you know space invaders. We're all human. We all make mistakes and we'll all continue to make mistakes of different types. But as a business, you know, we really do need to take a mirror and look at how that impacts others and how, and because frankly, if you make a mistake and don't do something about it, you've lost trust, you've lost business reputation and it it, it doesn't get any better from there. Absolutely. So, I mean, while those things are very clear, Apologising, depending on the gravitas of the situation where the apology is important, it can actually be really hard. In fact, it can be hard anyway. It's a hard thing to do. Why is it hard to apologise? Yeah, I think there's, look, I think is it nurture and uh, there's probably two elements, nurture and nature. A lot of people find that apologising feels weak it feels that they're losing power. And if you've got a low base of feeling wobbly on the self-confidence and power and imbalance of self-esteem and vulnerability, which Brene Brown always talks about, if you've got a wobble, wobbly foundation, saying you're sorry, you're going to just flip flip the lid, aren't you? You're going to flip over. It's just I, you can't give what you haven't got. And if people are feeling... You know, if they're power hungry and they're narcissisms or they have a sense that they're just not good enough anyway, their ability to apologise is, is going to be a lot less. And so it feels for them a great deal of giving away weakness. And often it can be, I think, if how you're brought up, um, that can be a part of it. But on a business point of view, it certainly is um, a feel of loss of power and how that might um, impact you and certainly there are people who have deeper psychological reasons around it um, that it goes takes into shame that if you apologize for one act of stupidity or irresponsibility or basically ignorance or whatever it is that you are a totally shameful, inadequate person. And there's a difference, I think, with guilt, as Brene Brown talks about. And I didn't put that in the article, but it's a good point because guilt is knowing you've done something wrong and knowing that you've made a mistake 
shame is that you're a horrible individual. And so for people yes. who really struggle with that piece, that makes it almost an impossibility to say they're sorry. And I think that's one of the reasons, a big reason, I think, that uh, why people can't do that. And the fear mm, of such repercussions a too. Yes. Although, I mean, yeah, because it's almost like admitting it perhaps well, apologising is admitting something, essentially. It's an admission. And I wonder then if the hardness comes from the fact that if you then admit it, it becomes real. Like it is a real thing that happened and there is a mistake and there was an error and there is something to fix. I suppose it's how comfortable you are with being fallible and being human. Yeah, in, and in, it's in always... Yeah, and it's the outcome. I had that article that went quite viral, as you know. Um, mm. I had some mm. different private conversations and one person emailed me said, well, how does that relate if in an insurance claim? And I thought, well, that's an interesting one. So if you've admitted you were irresponsible and you were at fault, that's going to cost you a lot of money. That goes into a moral dilemma, doesn't it? Um, but mm. I think that <laughs> there are different repercussions and outcomes of that. But it does come back to what I truly believe is a business integrity and doing the right thing. And at the end of the day, part of that perhaps in not wanting to, depending on what it is, is, well, you know, you do the crime, you do the time. That's as simple as that, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a bit of a, an element too if you look at the financial repercussions that big, small businesses Definitely. and big businesses suffer too. Definitely. So knowing that we were going to speak today, I put a little poll on our Facebook page this morning to ask whether people thought you could tell when someone apologises to you if they mean it or not. Because obviously there's that, ah. there's the action of apology, but the intention of apology, like do you really mean it or are you just saying it yeah. to ah. kind of do the right thing? So most people responded to say that, yes, they thought, that they could tell if an apology was genuine. And I wondered, because this wraps back into your article, what you consider yeah. to be the elements of a genuine apology. What does a genuine apology ah. sound or look like? What do we need to look yeah. for? Well, sure, that's a great poll. Um, well, I would, okay, well, there are five core elements, but the one element is the cruncher. The five elements of, you know, you express your regret and how that it's impacted, you admit that it was your fault, and you don't give a plethora of excuses. I mean, you asked me up front what made me write it. I recently had an apology given to me which was just full of excuses and no responsibility and no demonstration of impact but I think too if there's a lot of excuses given you weaken you weaken your argument you weaken your your narrative um asking how to make amends showing that you don't intend to do it again and asking for forgiveness but the most important one is asking and then delivering how can I make this right what can I do now because everyone, words are cheap. Yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, yes, I was at fault. I'm sorry. Then off they go. They feel better. Their little conscience is, is ameliorated and they trot on down the street. But without, I absolutely firmly believe, without that element of how 
of asking or delivering something to make it right. It, it's not true. Um, people do struggle generally with um, <laughs> this in in yes. any context, but my, I absolutely believe if something if you if you're genuinely sorry, you don't give a lot of excuses. You, you demonstrate, you understand the impact, and how can I make that right? If I go back to the original motivator of Daniel Andrews' speech, um, he had all those beautiful elements of yes, we've done, we've made, we've made a mistake. It's our fault. We will never do this again. And this is what we've done in Parliament, and this is what we're doing to have to make it right. And I think that's really important. That's how I judge, and I think that's the cutting the mustard. And going back to your original question of what motivated me, an apology I received um, had so many excuses it was laughable. But secondly, there was no how could I make it right? What can I do to what can I do? How can I help you now? Nothing. And I just thought, no, it's just it's just fake. It's just fake. So I'd be interested mm. to know what your poll mm. felt about that too. Yeah, so we got, I'm just saying if anyone wrote any comments, nobody did, but, yeah, pretty much all of everybody said that they felt they could tell if it was genuine. But I think I think what you say is so true there, that, that element to me of actions over words because anyone can say the words I'm sorry, but it is that, it is that by, by, by reaching out an olive branch and asking the other person what they can do to make it up to them, even if that other person ends up saying, "Don't, don't do anything," but inviting yeah, I don't want you. In my, I don't you, want you in my life. Yeah, yeah, I don't want you in my life. I don't want but, you in my life. Least, I don't want you in my business. Go away. <laughs> yeah, yes, but at least then, by offering that action or an invitation to, towards some kind of action, they're sort of acknowledging the damage or the whatever their action has done to impact your life they're actually acknowledging the impact on your life of their actions which is so yes. important because that shows true reflection absolutely and look i can't deny that i've i've got quite a few gravel rushes on my knees lucy from apologizing profusely um over the decades of my life um <laughs> i've certainly made a hell of a lot of mistakes that deserved a hell of a big apology and repentance and making amends and i've done that and i think you know it's uh, and I'll probably still have to do it, but it's then actions, words are cheap. And I think um, it, it's a demonstration. And the forgiveness part too is an interesting part with you, please forgive me. But I think the other element to determine whether it's genuine is if that person, if you would say, look, it's your choice to forgive me. I understand if you don't because it's coming from a pure place of integrity and genuine, genuine heartfelt regret. And you can feel that too. Mm, absolutely. Which, which is a good segue to the, the last thing I wanted to talk about. I've done a lot of reading of uh, an American psychologist, excuse me, called Harriet Lerner, and she's actually written a book called right. Why Can't You Apologise? And in that book she talks about she talks a lot about what the elements of a, a genuine apology is and her underlying theme there is if you are apologizing 
and it is 100% genuine, you should have yeah. absolutely no expectation whatsoever that the person you're apologizing to is A, going to accept it or B, even want to hear it. So yeah, she's that's like, yeah, good point. yeah, I just wondered what you thought of that. What, what do you think we can expect to feel from the other person? Yeah, look, I think it's the gravitas. And if we're talking on a business sense, which is obviously for this podcast, as opposed to the personal, mm. Um, mm. look, it really depends on the gravitas. And I think that comes back to we are only responsible for how we react. Everybody um, reacts based on a whole and responds based on a whole range of things that have got nothing to do with you, absolutely nothing to do with you. So their people's ability to forgive is their responsibility for whatever that is. But absolutely right. Um, we can't expect that other person to forgive. In terms of not hearing, that's a really good question because in my article I talk about the three ways to express an apology right mm -hmm. in written form on the phone or face to face and mm -hmm. obviously some people don't ever want to see you um they don't ever want to talk to you again yep. perhaps so the written form is the only way and you to do that so you know if you haven't got an opportunity um and that person refuses to, to, to meet or talk on the phone, a written form is the only way to do it. So at least you can get that through and they can read it. Um, but, yeah, look, we can't determine how other people are going to react, but it comes back to intention. Are you really genuinely sorry for what you've done and why are you genuinely sorry? And I think that energy um, will keep you from, in my opinion, from from losing the expectation because if you're still mm. wired up into an expectation of acceptance and getting and a change of that relation business relationship then you won't be able to to accept um but yeah yes i think that uh, excellent yeah, point. Good point excellent point and the last question i wanted to the last thing i wanted to raise was you mentioned i think in the final paragraph there that as is as is as important as it is to apologize to other people in our lives, we need to actually do the same to ourselves. I wondered if you could oh, expand yes. on that a bit. Oh yes, yes, yes. I think that um and that's something I certainly didn't think of a few years ago. Absolutely. We constantly beat ourselves up and because we've done the wrong thing. And if we understand it from our own point of view, we've got to we can't give from a cup that's empty. So we make mistakes to ourselves, and I think that's we probably make more we probably stuff up more in our own lives than we do to somebody else. So we have to let ourselves off the hook. We have to say to ourselves, "I'm sorry." You know, it, I should. You know, I, I will do something better. Um, forgive yourself, because I think if you can't forgive yourself in any way, you can't forgive anybody else, and you're not able to relate the impact either. So I think it has to always start with self-awareness. Um, and I've certainly made lots of mistakes that haven't impacted anybody else. I mean, that's the thing. No one's impacted except yourself, um, whether it be your health, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that sort of recalibrates people's thinking to think, oh, yeah, 
Um, but you can't give what you haven't got. And I think that feeds back into the question of why people find it hard to sorry, say sorry, because they don't let themselves, they don't forgive themselves. And so yeah. they can't so, possibly yeah. give that reflection. So true. And such a great place to stop. A very nice philosophical discussion, Sue. Thank you. And I don't, well, don't want to let you go before plugging plugging your website or your social media if you wanted to let people know where the best place to find you and your business is certainly um all over all over linkedin of course as a linkedin specialist mm -hmm. my website yes. is daregroupaustralia.com.au um and as you said i'm a regular contributor to the wonderful flying solo so very much a lot of content on my website a lot of things to download and all over social media and google brilliant thank you sue and all over social media and google <laughs>